Welcome to the Young Woman Podcast. This is a podcast for ambitious young women. I'm your host, Elise O'Halloran, and this episode is in collaboration with Ice House Ventures, a venture capital firm backing Kiwi founders with unique insights building global companies. In this series, we are speaking to brave and innovative female founders and investors, sharing their success stories, ambitions, learnings, and advice, leaving you ready and inspired to achieve your big dreams and goals, whatever they are. But what keeps me and the team going is knowing our why, why we're doing this and the mission that we're on. And it's so important because food is a necessity for life. We want all Kiwis to be able to access affordable and healthy food no matter what their postcode is. Thank you so much for joining us on the podcast today, Sarah. I'm so excited to speak with you and to find out a little bit more about your business venture, Soupy. I understand that you founded Soupy this year in 2021 with a mission to create a better and fairer grocery alternative for New Zealand. Could you talk us through what Soupy is and your why for founding this business? Yeah, of course. It's great to be here. So Soupy is a new supermarket here in New Zealand. Um, We're based online, um, offering a full range of groceries from your favourite pantry staples and premium, premium products to possibly the freshest fruit and vegetables you'll find in New Zealand. And I guess the best part about it is that it's all conveniently delivered to your door. Uh, We're a super small team of passionate Kiwis on a mission to create a better and fairer grocery alternative for all New Zealand. And everything we do at Soapy is centred around fairness. Fairness for customers, fairness for suppliers, and fairness for the environment. Uh, And the why for creating Soapy? I guess I can tell you a a bit of a story about this. So I was hiking in the Mount Cook National Park about three years ago and was thinking about the supermarket industry. I'm not entirely sure why I was thinking about it, but it had been on my mind for a while. It was actually kind of bothering me. And I had shopped online for groceries because I was super time poor and realized that the experience was awful. The tech was pretty appalling. And remember, this was three years ago before COVID and lockdowns were even a thing. And I also knew that suppliers had a difficult time dealing with what is known as the duopoly. We know that industry is dominated by two major players being food, stuffs and countdown. And some of the stories about how they treat suppliers were actually kind of inconceivable. And there are other factors as well, like the amount of food waste in New Zealand. We know that 40% of fruit and vegetables grown here doesn't actually make it to supermarkets. And effectively, they, they get dumped. And we also know that more than 170,000 children live in food poverty, not knowing where their next meal is coming from. So these, yeah, were factors in um, what was bothering me about the industry. And so it was really a collision of all of these thoughts uh, when I realised there must be a better way. There, There must be a way that food producers can win, customers can win, and we can redirect food that is destined for landfill to those who are most in need. And that really became my why, the motivation, the drive, the obsession, the passion 
uh, for me over the past three years. Yeah, that's amazing. And I think it's so brave that you're taking on such a massive industry um, and such massive problems in New Zealand as well. You know, I've talked to some other entrepreneurs before on the podcast and they've often talked about it being a problem that you have to solve as the first step to any really awesome business idea. And it sounds like here yeah, there's such a key problem that you've got to solve. Um, have you always been an entrepreneur and always been brave and wanting to change up the game in certain industries or what were you doing before you launched Supi? Yeah, so not at all. I, I still don't consider myself to be an entrepreneur. I'm just here creating the change that I want to see in the world. Well, at least in New Zealand, I suppose. And if I take you back many years, I actually trained as a chartered accountant. Uh, When I left school, I knew that studying accounting was super important if I were ever to get into business. And I knew that it was important to know the numbers in a business. So yeah, I studied accounting at uni. I quickly realized that my skill set was not just in knowing the numbers, but being able to develop creative solutions for business problems. So once I realized that this was my skill set, I was able to work across a wide range of industries to build up my experience and lend my skill to a number of these businesses, uh, from fashion designers to the telecommunications industry to FMCG and hospitality as well. Um, The last project I worked in um, in my corporate career was developing a new model, a new system for hospitality at the ASB Classic Tennis Tournament. Uh, which included an app where you could order food and beverage from your seat and get it delivered to your seat all while, all while watching the tennis. And in leading this project, I actually met the tech team who would go on to work with me at Soupy. So, yeah, my career has been one heck of a journey so far. And I always love hearing about people's career journeys because it's never kind of this one straight line that you're sometimes led to think that a career is meant to be. It's always so many different twists and turns and that always leads people to such awesome places. And as I said, what what you're doing is so ambitious and I love what you said before about um, you see yourself as just someone who is making the change you want to see in the world happen. I'm sure there's been some big challenges that you've had to overcome um, while you've been growing Soupy. So do you want to open up about what some of those have been and maybe what they've taught you as well? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, being in the startup space, especially in the very early days, which I consider we're still in, is you encounter both big and small challenges all the time. I mean, I'm lucky if I sneak in a week where I'm not faced with a challenge or a set of challenges. And a challenge that's really etched in my memory is actually the difference between being an employee in a corporate organization to being a founder. It really is quite different. And I mean, you've got to really know your why, what what is your purpose? Because that is what will keep driving you through any challenges that you'll face. Another challenge has been female and also being neurodiverse. There is a significant amount of research that shows that being a woman in the startup space is a challenge in itself. I think um, one of the statistics is that less than 2% of venture capital funds go to woman-led businesses. So navigating these challenges of being female and being neurodiverse is in addition to all of the normal challenges that one would normally face in starting a new business. And the best way to overcome this that I've found is to really surround yourself with incredible people who are supportive, um, who are keen to carry some of the burden with you. Uh, For for Supi, we've recently been named as a CEO venture and being part of this network has really helped. 
I also um, have a fantastic advisory board who really keep it real for me. They have an open door for anything that I need, even if it's just a rant at the end of the day. One day I really hope to review and reflect on our advisory board's chat that we have on Slack and read through the journey that we've gone on together. There's been so many laughs, so many discussions and so many problems solved over a simple platform. And I guess the last challenge I want to kind of chat about is, which I don't think that we've overcome yet, um, is being in the industry that we're in. I mean, the supermarket industry is dominated by the power of two. It's a duopoly and it's an incredibly complex industry. It's just, it's actually really tough. But what keeps me and the team going is knowing our why, why we're doing this and the mission that we're on. And it's so important because food is a necessity for life. We want all Kiwis to be able to access affordable and healthy food, no matter what their postcode is. If you talk about what you believe, you'll attract those who believe what you believe. You know your why and you surround yourself with incredible people. It all becomes possible. I love that. And I think it's so important to surround yourself with other like-minded people. And I hope that through sharing these stories on the podcast as well, even if people are feeling like they maybe don't have those kind of people in their life at the moment, they can be inspired to know that there are so many other amazing women out there who are pushing for better things and who are creating those amazing support networks um, for people to really just go out and achieve their dreams. Yeah, absolutely. And what about some of your big achievements? What are you most proud of to date? Oh, that's a tough question. I, I don't think there is just one achievement that I'm most proud of. I'm, I'm super humbled by most things and never really want to celebrate too much. I, I generally pause for a moment and then just want to get back to work. Um, I guess launching Soupy was a pretty pretty big tick in, in raising capital for Soupy. And while we have a long way to go yet, I think it's a pretty great achievement to have come this far. I'm, I'm really proud of what we've achieved for Soupy. And, and by we, it's not just about me, right? It's, it's important for the team because there is no way I would have been able to develop Soupy on my own. Um, one trick that I try and do, though, is try and document as much as I can by going, um, by taking photos and just going back through the photos um, that I've just got on my phone camera. And yeah, from time to time, I scroll back through them and remind myself, oh yeah, there's that time I graduated with an MBA, that time that I um, got to see the ASB Classic live in action, um, the the time that we got the keys to the Soupy Hub and, and the time that I did my first live TV interview, was, which was incredibly scary. So um, yeah, for me, it's really about looking back, knowing that you've done some pretty cool stuff in the past and just keep on striving toward the next achievement, whatever that may be. And some some days for me, it's about getting more than four hours sleep in one go. And other days, it's launching a company and taking on a powerful duopoly. That's so good. And I think it is so important. We can be so busy sometimes just rushing from one thing to the next, but to actually stop and be proud of ourselves and how far we've come. And I love the idea that you've got about just looking back on photos and sometimes even social media can be quite good for that when we get those memories and we can look back and actually take a moment to be really proud of ourselves. I think that's important because often as women, we can be quite hard on ourselves and we do measure ourselves up to quite a high standard. And so I think it's just so important to actually be really proud of ourselves too. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we need to do that way more often than what we do. <laughs> 
And did you always know you wanted to start your own business? You know, you've talked about um, that you did have a corporate career for quite a few years and you've obviously done your MBA as well. Um, but what, what sort of changed your mind and motivated you to head down this new career route? Yeah, so without a doubt, absolutely, I knew that I wanted to start my own business. Uh, when I was um, young and at school, I knew that I'd end up in business somehow. Um, and that really was kicked off when I did Young Enterprise at high school. Um, but then even after that, I remember going for job interviews and being asked, you know, the typical question, where do you see yourself in 10, 20 years? And my answer always was, I'm going to be a successful business person. I'm not quite sure what that means yet or in what type of business, but that's where I'll end up. And I'm going to borrow a line from Simon Sinek here. And for those listening who haven't heard of him, then I highly recommend that you do a Google search for him. Simon Sinek is his name. And what Simon says is start with why, but know your how. Um, and so having a career as accountant, I'm in a really powerful position with knowing how, how to run a business, how the numbers work, how to drive a business forward commercially, how to solve problems, how to get efficiencies and how to turn a profit, right? But going into the startup space and creating a new business, you really need to know what your why is. And you need to start with this first. You need to start with why. Like, why are you setting up this business? What is your drive? And the answer is not to make a profit. That really is just a result. But what are you in pursuit of? What, what problem are you trying to solve? So, yeah, for me, it was a strategic move to choose to go down the accounting path, to learn how to run a business, to learn the numbers that drive a business forward. Um, I also did some marketing papers at university to round out learning about business. And, of course, uh, as you mentioned, I later did an MBA to really amplify that skill set. And then over the past five years, it's really been a question of, well, what business am I going to start? And it's like that saying, sometimes what you're looking for comes when you're not looking at all. And that was definitely what happened to me when I had that light bulb moment for Soupy. It was actually more of a collision of thoughts that created a spark. And the why was too important for me to ignore. So I guess by then I had both the why and the how. Yeah, that's amazing. I love, I really love that quote actually. And uh, I, I think it's awesome that you're shared about the importance of having a why. I think it's quite easy sometimes to just, I guess, sort of waddle along life and not really know what our why is. And sometimes that can seem like such a big daunting question, but it's, I guess, being brave enough to actually think about what our why is and, it may seem like there's a long way between where we are now and what we want to be doing someday in the future. Um, so I really think it's awesome hearing about how you have had this career, you've used a lot of the skills you've created, and now that's merged with your why and um, Supi has been created. Yeah, it's an exciting journey. Yeah, it's it's really good. It's so interesting to hear about. And uh, you were very successful in your funding round when seeking investment for Supi. Uh, could you take us through how this process was for you and how you managed to secure the investment you needed to launch the business? Yeah, so we've just raised two and a half million as part of a seed funding, funding round to invest in tech, marketing and growth. Um, other than our small pre-seed funding round with friend, friends and family, I'd actually not really been involved in a capital raise for a startup before. And it really is quite the process, a, a huge learning experience for me. And I think when you've gone through the process once, it actually sets you up quite well for any other future capital raises. 
And so with this, you do need to surround yourself with those that have done capital raises before and who have had experience in it. So um, in knowing this, I put together an advisory board, much less formal than what it sounds. I was just chatting with three of our um, investors from the pre-seed round who had been involved in startups before and, and they really wanted to help with the next steps for um, Supi and our capital raise. So they were really able to guide me through what was a completely foreign process to me and they're able to help connect me um, to others who could then help as well. And so this is uh, where I was introduced to Icehouse, Arc Angels and Enterprise Angels who all ended up participating in the funding round. But it's, it's really not easy. It's quite time-consuming and really distracting from the operational part of a business. But it's also incredibly important, right? Going through angel groups, you end up talking to hundreds of potential investors. Um, I mean, at the ISAF showcase, I presented to more than 1,000 potential investors. And it really does test your resilience. Potential investors ask so many questions, and rightly so. You're asking them to part with their hard-earned money and to put their faith in you to deliver positive outcomes. The nature of investors in New Zealand as well is apparently quite different from those internationally. So you do spend a lot of time talking with people and you will get rejected. You will get told that the idea won't work or that the timing just isn't quite right for them or, or whatever it may be. Some people will love it though. They'll get it, they'll see the vision, see the purpose and they will invest. So it's a process of daily highs and lows, testing your resilience, and quite simply, you just have to embrace the ride. For Soupy, it was quite a short capital raise timeframe. Um, I think it was only three or four months in the end. Normally, the process takes about six months. And once you've presented and spoken with potential investors, it, it actually becomes quite um, a sales task and closing the deal, securing the investment completing all of the legal paperwork and, and there's a lot of it. So be sure to have a lawyer who understands startups to make the process simple and easy for you. But this experience alone is probably a highlight of the year for me personally to, to really go through this process and the learning journey that kind of came with it. And you truly have to believe in what you're doing. And I said this before, if you talk about what you believe, you'll also attract those who believe what you believe. And that's ultimately how you'll secure investment. It's so interesting to hear. And it uh, must have been such a rewarding process, but also I can imagine a process that was really challenging at times too. And like you said, really tested your resilience. How did you back yourself and keep having the confidence to keep pitching your business and keep seeking the investment um, sometimes if you, you were rejected? Yeah, and this comes back to your why. If you really believe in your why and the purpose and the mission that you're on, then it will keep driving you through, whether it's a start um, raising capital or any other operational challenges that you may have. Um, that's, that's why your why is so incredibly important. It keeps you going every day. And what would your advice be to other ambitious young women listening who have got a business idea or a new idea of something they want to pursue in their career? I guess, what do you wish that someone had told you? So I guess two bits of advice come to mind. The first is surround yourself with incredible supportive people and really share your idea. New Zealanders are 
terrible at collaborating and sharing ideas. And I think this is because we think that other people are going to steal the idea. Um, and I can tell you right now that the chances of someone stealing your idea is slim because others just won't be as passionate about the idea as you are. And that's what drives a business forward. And in terms of collaboration, I actually found out the power of collaboration by doing my master's. So I'm saving you all from having to do an MBA to realize that collaboration is a true game changer. Bringing people together amplifies your ability to solve problems. And importantly, it amplifies the number of potential connections that you can get. And in New Zealand, in my experience, people are more than happy to share their thoughts, help in problem solving, and connect you with others who will be able to help. I mean, there are countless times when I've been chatting with someone about some problem that I've got, and they've been able to solve it for me just by drawing on their own experiences. Or they're like, oh, I know someone who will be able to help you. So they put you in contact with them. So yeah, I guess my advice firstly is don't be afraid to talk about your idea. Surround yourself with incredible people and there's a great network of women founders in New Zealand, which is a great place to start, whether it's CEO or um, Aotearoa women and gender diverse founders. We're really all here to help. The second bit of advice is, and I've mentioned this several times throughout um, chatting with you today, but do everything with purpose. Know your why and act. By being purpose-led, you can really create profound outcomes for the world. So the question becomes, how do we help everyone? Not ourselves, but how can we help people? How can we help the environment? If you take your own interests out of the equation, if you take profit out of the equation, then what is your true purpose? What do you want to achieve for the world? What is your cause? What do you believe? And I know this sounds like something you'd find on Instagram or Facebook, but you need to know your why. And it's up to you to do something about what you believe. And we need more people in the world creating positive change and having a positive impact, both for people and the planet. That is so awesome, Sarah. Such good advice. You got me so inspired. This is great for, for a Saturday afternoon. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to join us. And if people would like to find out a little bit more about Soupy um, or follow along on your journey, then where is the best place they can find you online? Yeah, for everything Soupy, you can follow us on Instagram at soupy.nz. And from time to time, I post snippets of my journey on my personal LinkedIn page, which is Sarah Ball. Um, also, I enjoy helping others. So if you're a uni student listening to this and are keen to intern at Soupy, feel welcome to reach out to me by messaging me on LinkedIn. Thank you so much for joining us on the Young Woman Podcast, Sarah. What an inspiring story you have and so much ambition to be taking on the supermarket industry and really changing the game for the better. If people want to connect with you some more, then I'll put your details in the show notes. And if you'd like to keep up to date with the latest Young Women Podcasts, then make sure you follow along on our LinkedIn page and also on Instagram.